The Bible says, though hand join in hand, the wicked shall not go unpunished. God gonna deal with them individually and all together, all nations. You see, what the nations didn't know was that God was watching and that God was taking notes. Every lash of the bull whip, every rape of our women, every single, hallelujah, abuse of our little children on those plantations. He was taking notes and he was taking notes for a certain year, the year of recompense. When the people of God get together. Well, let's go to this word. We'll be in Joel, y'all. And once again, worship team had no idea what I would be teaching, but they was all up in my business. Ooh, let me tell you, they had no idea. Because I was looking over something for the camp out, you know? And uh, I, was, I was gonna teach for the camp out, but the connection we made, it was, you know when the job is done? It was no need. But God had prepared me for a special camp out revival conference word that I'm gonna do this morning. Come on, give God some praise, amen? I'm gonna do this morning. And so they was all up in my business while they were singing. Now, you know, look at your neighbor saying, what you doing in my business? That's what I wanna tell Brian this morning. What you were doing in my business? Boy, you got a microphone? Chris, y'all got a camera in my study? What y'all doing in my business? Ooh, low. Ooh, low. My God, my God, my God. Well, let's look at Joel chapter 3, verse 1. We're going to read a little bit. The Bible says in 3.1, For behold, in those days and in that time when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem. We were singing about the captives. The same God, he freed the captives then. Woo! <laughs> he could free the captives again. Woo! He did it before. He can do it again. Hallelujah. He says, I will also gather all nations. Somebody say all nations. And I will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat and will plead with them for my people and for my heritage, Israel. How many people know the victory belong to Jesus? <laughs> How many people know that if God be for us, who could be against us? Ooh, he going to plead for his people. My God, my God. Well, what have they done whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land, God say. They parted my land. And they have cast lots for my people and have given a boy for a harlot and sold a girl for wine that they might drink. Yea, and what have ye to do with me, O Tyre and Zidon, and all the coasts of Palestine? Will you render me a recompense? And if you recompense me swiftly and speedily, will I return your recompense upon your own head? 
because you've taken my silver and my gold and carried into your temples my goodly and present things, pleasant things. The children also of Judah and the children of Jerusalem have you sold unto the Grecians that ye might remove them from far from their border. Behold, I will raise them out. Mm. He said, behold, I will raise them out. Ooh. Isn't that something God decided to raise the people? Hey, <laughs> you can't put down what God trying to raise. He said, I'm going to raise them out. Ooh. You hear that, brother Joe? Not only take them out, but raise them out. My God, my God, my God. He says, I'm going to raise them out of the place whether you have sold them and return your recompense upon your own head. Ooh, now I'm going to stop right there. I think, I think it's going to be too deep if I keep reading right here. But we're going to read it here in a second. I just got to prepare you for it first. Most high God, we thank you so much for your word. We give you praise, God, for the end times and that your end times are unfolding right before our eyes. We see it. We feel it. We hear it. And we might not always know the direction you're heading, God, but we trust that you're going to lead us and guide us the whole way. You've done it before, and you're going to do it again. Same God right now. You're the same God back then. If you delivered before, if you healed before, if you saved before, if you've set free before, then, Father, we look forward to the day where you do what only you can do. Do it for us, your people, God, as we return to you. We thank you for it. Fill this place with your presence. Anoint your people. Send your Holy Spirit upon us again. Do another Pentecost, God. Let the former rain and the latter rain fall upon us. Do for us what you've done before, but let the new wine be better than the old king. Let our latter days be greater than our beginning, daddy. If we thought that you did anything back then, God, hallelujah, wow us and amaze us even now, God. Even now, God. Even now, God. Even now. We stand in the same place, the same place spiritually, as our people were in that upper room. It was us that the Holy Ghost crowned with flaming tongues of fire. It was us that the oil of the Ruach of the Spirit came down upon us and ran down upon the Gentiles. Father, do it again, God. We are back and we need your presence once again to turn this world upside down. 
for your glory and for the souls of men. In Yeshua, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, y'all, we are in um, the book of Job. And if I had to put a title on this message, like I said, it was supposed to be for the camp out. So it's going to be a little rudimentary, a little rough. But we'll call it the year of recompense. The year of recompense. And of course, recompense means to pay back. To pay back. The year of recompense. The year of the payback. And so we're in the book of Joel. And Joel is what's called a minor prophet. Say that with me, a minor prophet. All right. Worship team, y'all did great. Hallelujah, brothers. Appreciate y'all. Israel, Josh, hallelujah. Appreciate y'all. Lincoln, great job. Hallelujah. Brother Chesterfield, hallelujah. And, uh, and so Joel is a minor prophet. And and all that means is he doesn't have one of the larger books like Isaiah, Jeremiah, you know, uh, uh, even Ezekiel. Um, but he's, a, he's, he's, he's in those uh, short books like Obadiah, Hosea, and Amos. And so he's one of the minor prophets. And he prophesied during the days of the kings. Um, some people suggest that he was in the beginning of uh, the kings when the kingdom split with north uh, Israel and, and, and south Judah, and so he was in the beginning right of that civil division, that civil war uh, with our people. And so he was prophesying. And um, he prophesied in the days of, of national calamity and uh, devastation. Because during the days of Joel, they were going through some tough economic times. All right. Um, because of sin, God had sent upon our people. Uh, uh, a miraculous and terrible plague of locusts that just enveloped the land and ate everything, all right? And he not only hit them with the locusts, he hit them with drought. And so there was no rain. And anything that grew, the locusts would eat, but it, nothing would grow. And so it was drought, it was rain, it, it, was, it, was, it was rough. And, and, and what happened was famine was beginning to ensue. And those were the times of, of Joel. And so Joel in chapter one is all about this plague of locusts. By the time we get to chapter two, he's calling Israel to repentance. That's what Joel is saying. Because how many people know, listen, no matter how God, how hard God comes down on you, if you turn and amend your ways, God will bring back the blessings and the grace and everything else upon your lives. All right, he's just waiting for us to say we're sorry, to admit our iniquities, and to turn. And so in Joel chapter 2, he was telling them to repent. He told them in 2 and 13, if, if the sound book can put that up, 2, Joel 2 and 13, he told them clearly, hallelujah. Um, he says, rend your heart and not your garments. And what that means is, you see, when our people used to repent, we would tie our clothes, all right, and put sackcloth and ashes on. And God was telling them that sometimes you can tear your clothes, but your heart ain't, ain't repenting. And so he told our people, he said, tear your clothes. He said, tear your heart 
and not your garments. And turn unto the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, great kindness, and it repented him of the evil. God don't want to hurt his people. He really merciful and gracious. He said, all you got to do is repent. Get your heart right. And the blessings going to be restored. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. Well, that's a word for us this morning, huh? And so in 2.15, as a sign of repentance, in 2.15, he told Israel, he said, man, blow the trumpet in Zion. All right? That trumpet is the shofar. That's what you was hearing during worship. Anytime I, it was a great day or some type of a time when our people needed to catch their head and get attention, the shofar was blown. All right? And so, hallelujah, he told them, blow the trumpet in Zion. It was to get our attention, but it was also to get God's attention. Ooh, because the shofar was not only heard on earth, it was heard on high. Ooh, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Brother Keith, you got that thing? Where's that thing at? Hallelujah. Come on, let's hear that thing. Let's do your best. Do your best. Come on, give God some glory, huh? Woo! Blow the trumpet in Zion. He said, sanctify your fast. He said, call a solemn assembly. Get the people together. We got a problem. And we got to come together and, and, and solve this thing with our God. In 2.17, Joel told him, he said, man, he said, call the priests. He said, call the, the priests of our people, the leaders of the churches. He said, call the elders. Go to 2.17. He said, let the priests and the ministers of the Lord, let them weep between the porch and the altar. And let them say, spare thy people. You see, sometimes it's just not good enough for uh, 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 individuals to repent. The leaders got to repent too. Ooh, that's what God be waiting on, the leaders to repent. Leaders of the church, the fathers of the houses, the leaders of the city. And look at the prayer. Look at the prayer. When we blow the trumpet, when we do repent, look at the prayer. He says, spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach that the heathen should rule over them. We pray and we say, God, now you know that was never your intent for the heathen to rule over your people. It was never your intent. Their godlessness was never supposed to be the head. You were supposed to be the head and not the tail. You see, because wherever the head go, the body follow. And you can tell that the people of God, not the head, because where the world is going, where the body is going, is going into immorality. It's going into homosexuality. It's going into, hallelujah, all manner of wickedness. Why? Because the people of God, not the head, like God intended them to be. Come on, give God some praise up in here. You know what I'm talking about? They saying, listen, you got to know how to pray to God. Spare your people, God. Spare your people. And you know it was never your intent that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, where is their God? For you to have us this low and this broken, not only make us look get bad, 
but it make you look bad too, God. The world going to be saying, where is their God? And here we find ourselves in the same exact place where the world is saying, where's God? As all hell break loose on the earth. As all judgment and national calamity after national calamity, you could hear it in the wind. Where is their God? I got a word for you. He's on his way back. <laughs> hey, because his people done woke up. Anybody hear me up in here? Hallelujah. So in, in, in chapter two, uh, we have the move of God explained. Uh, in the last days. Um, in 2.18, he says this, then will the Lord be jealous for his land and pity his people. Uh, uh, as we go to 19, yea, the Lord will answer and say unto his people, behold, I send you corn, wine, oil, and ye shall be satisfied therewith. And I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen. We're telling you what God's plan is for you. God's plan is to prosper you, to send the corn, to send the oil. And to one day make you no longer a reproach. No longer when you walk in, people grab their purses. No longer when you walk by, people lock their doors. <laughs> Or they going to come, you going to walk by and they going to put their hand out and say, you got anything that you could spare, oh child of the most high God. You're no longer going to be called a byword because that's God's heart for you. You see, when you understand God's heart and his vision for you, then you can know where you're heading. And if you know where you're heading, you could already start walking like you're going to be with God done planned for you. You got to know God's dream and his vision for you. See, because if you don't know where we're going to end up, my God, you could be wandering and not knowing what you're going to be. Without a vision, the people perish. Ooh, but if we know the vision, if we write the vision and make it plain, then they that read it can what? Can run with it. I'm ready to run with the vision of my God for me. That I would no longer be a reproach to the heathen and the Gentiles. You see, I know his plan for me. As we look at verse 23, he says, be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he had given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain. He's going to do it again, y'all. But it just ain't going to be the former rain. He's going to give you the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. Anybody hear me up in here? And this is a vision of if you think we had it good back then. If you think we were kings and queens back then. If you think we had our own nation back then. If you think that silver was accounted as rocks and pavement on the ground back then. If you think that Solomon was rich back then. If you think that David built a house of God back then. He said, no, that was just the former reign. But I'm about to give you the former and the latter in the first month. My God, my God, my God. Woo! Look at your neighbor and say, you ain't seen nothing yet. 
I'm trying to give you the vision of where God is about to take us. Where God is about to take us. And you got to prepare yourself for it. You can't be living like you used to live and have the mindset like you used to have. You got to know where you're going. You see, if you know where you're going, then you can dress for the occasion. Woo! You ain't going to just show up any kind of way if you're going to the banquet, to the gala. No, 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 no. Tell me where I'm going so I can get ready. So when I walk in, I can look the part. Come on, help me prophesy to you. Come on, help me, help me set it before your eyes. So that when opportunities happen, you won't shake your head and say, that's not for me, I don't come for that. No, it is for you, and you do come from that. Ooh, my God, my God, my God. He said, I'm going to give you the former and the latter rain in 225, just getting you warmed up for chapter 3. 225, he says, and I'll restore to you. Ooh, I'm going to wait for it. I'm going to wait for it. <laughs> and I will restore to you the years that the locust had eaten. The canker worm, the caterpillar, the paler worm, which my great army, which I sent among you. God said, listen, when you was under judgment for the wrong you did me, huh? I had to punish you. I didn't want to, but I had to. And I had to bring you low. But when you repent, I'm going to be so good to you that I'm going to erase the years of deficit with surplus in your life. I'm going to bless you so much you ain't going to remember slavery. I'm going to bless you so much you ain't going to remember Jim Crow. You ain't going to remember the lynching. You ain't going to remember the projects. You ain't going to remember the prisons. Hey, God. How many people know that when God put his hand on you, he can change you so much that people can't tell where you came from? Ooh! They can't even see it on you. They can't even see where you came from. They can't tell you was in prison. They can't tell the type of jobs you used to do at night. They can't tell what the streets you used to run. And when you tell your testimony, people be like, oh, you trick, he lying. That wasn't him. He wasn't rolling like that. He wasn't doing all that. <laughs> you see, you're judging my present blessings. <laughs> you're judging my past. You're looking at me now <laughs> after God done put his hand on me. But what you see now don't reflect where I've been. Ooh. So for us as a people, He's done it for us individually, but as a people, he's going to bring us to a place where we won't be able to see the pain of the past. He's going to restore the years. He's going to restore the years. The famine is over. The drought is over. The years of the locusts are gone. And the year of recompense has begun. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. Woo! The year of the payback. And so he's talking about this in 25. And in 27, he says, And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I am the Lord your God, and none else. 
and my people shall never be ashamed. Never be ashamed. Never again. Never again. And that's why some theologians take this text and they apply it to different parts of history, but they are wrong with that because we're still ashamed. When this text comes to pass, we will be in a position, in a place where our God, but we're not going to turn our backs on him anymore as a people. And since we don't turn our backs on him any longer, the judgment not going to be there. We're never going to be scattered again. We're never going to be divided again. We're never going to be slaves and oppressed again. We will never be ashamed. This text, though given some symbolism, amen, and some, some, some allusion to some temporary victories, is actually referring to a final victory wrought by our Lord, you know? And that's why it's so important for our Bible students to know that this, this concept, this, this doctrine, this awakening of the world, understanding who the true people of God is, it is of the utmost importance. It is not as important as the gospel, no. You can go to heaven and not know your people identity. Yes, that's great. That's great. And that's, that's, that's our number one business in this place. But after this gospel, if you know your Bible... As these days come to a close, you better know who God's people is. You better know. You better know. Because a few reasons. You don't want to cross them. And you better pay attention to them. Because as you pay attention to them, the motions in them going to be the time clock for when he coming back. Hey, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. They like the fig tree. When summer is almost nigh, that's when the fig tree blossom. And when Yahweh is on his way back, he done jumped in the car, put his seatbelt on. When he on his way back, the fig tree, Israel, will begin to bloom again, begin to blossom again, begin to open her arms again to worship again. Turn back to her God again. Now, when you hear people say it's not important, they don't really know their Bible. One, they ignorant of just basic reading of uh, the whole scripture. That's why what we cover today is going to be greatly important. See, because some believers just know the New Testament. Baby, it's two testaments. It's an old and a new. And both of them are important. That's why they both in there. And, and they don't know the New Testament because even in the New Testament, he said, had God done cast off his people Israel forever? God forbid. So they don't know new and old. Secondly, get yourself some education. Go to somebody's seminary. If you call yourself one to teach the Bible, go to somebody's school. Learn the Bible. Learn the Hebrew, learn the Greek. Don't you dare come up on people that done been in this for, for 10, 20, 30 years and, and confute and, and won't argue with them when you ain't, you, you barely know the table of contents. 
So they, so they come up to me, minister, you know what I'm talking. They come up to me, they, they, they say important. You don't know your Bible. You don't know your Bible. See, Tess Felton, when you know that, you see your background, when you know your Bible, when they tell you that we the people, it changes everything. <laughs> it, cha it changes. You see, and you know when somebody know their Bible and they get a revelation of this, baby, I feel like taking off my shoes. You want to run around because you're, you know your Bible well enough to know that whoever them people was, they're going to play such an important role in the return of our Savior that it is a great honor and a great privilege just to know who they are, let alone be who they are. Ooh! My God, my God, my God. But it makes sense. The last going to be first. And the first going to be last. And it is the rejected stone that becomes the, the cornerstone. And, and, and it is God who see it, not like men see it. Because men reject, but God accepts. Anybody hear me up in here? It was... It was man that rejected David, but say that David is my anointed. It was men that rejected Christ, but he said, this is the Messiah. Stephen said, why do you not always resist the Holy Ghost? You know, everything that God select, men reject. And that's why to this day, his people are the rejected people, the bottom people. But we're not going to be at the bottom for too long. Ooh, the year of recompense. <laughs> Come on, man. Let me get going, man. Oh, my God. I'm so excited, Jim. You see what I'm saying? Here we go. Here we go. When you know your Bible, you see, let's get back to Joel, all right? So we looked at 27. Hallelujah. And let's go, to, let's go to 28. You see what I'm saying? And ye shall know that I'm the Lord in the midst of Israel and that I'm the Lord your God. None else and my people shall never be ashamed. Go to 228. And it shall come to pass afterward oof, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Ooh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your old men shall dream. Ooh, and your young men shall see. Let me tell you something right now. We ain't seen the fullness of this scripture just yet. We just seen the former. We're going to see the former and the latter. There's going to be prophecy and visions like you ain't never seen before. It's going to be an opening. It's going to be an opening. It's going to be an opening. And your sons and daughters, the ones you was worried about, going to be filled with that Ruach, that Holy Ghost. <laughs> They're going to be, my God, my God, my God. Woo, revival happening amongst our people. Don't worry about the drugs. Don't worry about the alcohol. Because when he fill them, they ain't going to better be filled with nothing else. Woo! Woo, they ain't going to want nothing else. You see what I'm saying? My God, my God, my God. 
Go to 32 in Joel. Go to 32 in Joel. My God, the Holy Ghost telling me, take my time. Oh, my God, my God. Go to 32. Hallelujah. He said, and, I shall, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be, we say in the New Testament, saved. In the Old Testament, say delivered, because Paul got that Romans from Joel. Because Joel, Paul was explaining that this new season of end times will be a season of the gospel, a season of calling on the Lord and being saved. It's, a, it's an amazing parallel. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance or salvation. Salvation would come from our people, from our land. That cross was right outside Jerusalem. The whole earth would turn its attention to our home to be saved. That's what he means. It's going to come out of Mount Zion, Jerusalem, shall be delivered. And the Lord had said, and in the remnant uh, uh, whom the Lord shall call. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this place. Hallelujah. And so now we get to chapter 3, amen, which is the chapter that we want to talk about. He says in 3.1, for behold, in those days, we're talking about this end time now. In those days, this, this, these gospel days, and in that time when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem. Now, we have to be careful because when we read bring again the captivity, we, 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 we think bring again the captivity. That means that he going he gonna to bring them back into bondage, back into slavery. No, that bring again in captivity in the Hebrew, hallelujah, it means a few things. It means, number one, that the slavery, the bondage, the oppression of God's people will finally be over all over the world. All right? He's saying he's going to bring them out of captivity. All right? And, and, and so that, that's what that means. In the, in the NLT, he's not only going to bring God's people out of captivity, but look what the NLT say. Put that in the NLT. At that time, of those, at the time of those events, says the Lord, he's going to restore the prosperity of Judah and Jerusalem. See, see, you see, thank you, Deacon. Thank you, Mr. Man. You see, because if you don't remember our prosperity, you ain't going to get excited. You ain't going to get excited. Our people was some of the richest people on the earth. You get more excited when you watch Black Panther. But that's only a picture of a nation that's ahead of everybody else and got all the money and the technology. Can somebody say Wakanda forever? Now can somebody say Judah forever? So bringing again the captivity means that he not only going to take us out of bondage and slavery, but he going to restore the prosperity of Judah and Jerusalem. Look at it in the NIV. Look what he says. He says in the NIV, he's going to restore, hallelujah, the fortunes, the NIV says, of Judah and Jerusalem. Look at your neighbor and say, there's a fortune coming your way. <laughs> there's a fortune coming your way. And for those don't, that don't want it, amen, there's somebody on the side of you that's going to take it for you. 
Look, Brother Carl stood up. <laughs> How many people want their inheritance in the Lord? Yeah, 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 yeah. You could, listen, you could stay broken, jobless if you want. <laughs> but I want all the blessings that God got for me. I want to be the head and not the tail. I want to be above only and not beneath. The lender and not the borrower. See, if you don't know who the people are, you don't know where we're going. But if you know, you could see us heading that direction already. 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 And so he says he's going to restore the fortunes. This bringing back to captivity uh, in the Hebrew, uh, Sheba. It also means that he's going to return us from our prison, from our exile. It means he will bring us back to our home. And so when he says that in verse 1, bringing the captivity, again, it's a release of all slavery and bondage all over the world, a restoration of prosperity, and also uh, a cancellation, an ending of our exile away from home. Somebody give y'all some praise up in this place. My God, my God, my God. Let's look at verse 2. He says, I will also gather all nations. All right? I will gather all nations. And will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat. And will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage, Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. And so there's also going to be a second phase of this year of recompense. He's going to pay us back <laughs> for all of our trouble. Whether they give you reparations or not, God's going to give you reparations. Anybody hear me up in here? Because they ain't going to want to do it anyway. God is going to do it. That's who's going to be the one that's going to do it. It's a recompense. But he's not only going to pay us back for all of our pain, he's going to pay them back for all of the transgressions. All right? And this is what verse 2 is talking about. And it's important to know who the people are because when the year of recompense comes, you ain't going to know what's really going on. You want to know what's going on. All right? And we're watching the year of recompense begin to happen now. You see, the Christians that don't know who the people are, they confuse what's going on in the earth. They falling away. They leaving churches. Because things don't make no sense. It don't make no sense because your bearings are off. You're not fixed. You're not, you're not, you're not fixed true north. Every compass points north. Every believer points to, Yah, to God, Yahshua, and then the people of God. Because that's our north. When we understand our north, we're going to understand Bible. But the world is off because they compass spinning. They don't know who the people are, so they can't gauge and understand what's going on in the earth. When I got the revelation of the so-called blacks being the real people of God, it set my compass right. I knew exactly where I was. 
I knew where we were in the eschatology, the end days. I knew why things was happening like this in America. Why things was happening over there in Israel. Why they going to war with Russia. You can understand all that's going on when you finally get the missing key of what's really happening in our Bible. Come on, give God some praise up in here. It's a missing key that the churches don't have. And without it, they're going to crumble. Without it, they're going to fall away. Without it, they're going to be supporting and giving money to the wrong people. The ones who say they are Jews, but are not. But are actually the synagogue of Satan. Imagine the church. Imagine the church. The bride of Christ, the house of God, supporting the synagogue of Satan. How God going to bless that? How is that not important? They say it's not important. Minister, how is it not important that the church be under full deception, demonic deception, and taking the money of Yah, which is to build the kingdom, and actually building the house the synagogue of Satan. How is that not important? How is that not important? Because that is exactly what they are doing. Exactly. Somebody got a revelation. Exactly what they're doing. They supporting the people that's putting the pornography on. They supporting the people that's making our boys homosexuals and our girls lesbians. They supporting the people. Anybody hear me up in here and you tell me that that's not important? Nigga, you done lost your mind. You done lost your mind, nigga. Mind. Woo! You done lost your mind. You under strong delusion. You drinking and smoking what we used to drink and smoke. Woo! You doing more than that. <laughs> you smoking that liquor. And you're drinking that weed. That's what you're doing. If you think it's not that, come on, sell now, Pat. If you think it's not that important, that the church would be so delusional that it would actually support the Luciferian agenda. The Luciferian agenda. Propping up that which is spreading evil on the earth. Fighting for them to remain in power. So that they can continue to kick our God out of our schools. So that they can continue to keep us from praying in public places. So they can continue to keep Jesus off the TVs and off the commercials and out of our gyms and out of our arenas. The church is actually supporting that which is killing it. They pushing their own sword into their heart, into their vitals. They paying for their demise. That's because they don't know who the people are. Revelation, tell us who they really are. The synagogue. The synagogue. 
of Satan. Satan. But in this year of recompense, Yah is going to take all that and flip the script. And now with people, amen, going to wake up, be restored. And Yah say he will gather all nations. All nations. He's going to gather all nations in this year of recompense. He's going to gather them. You see, you see, because God has a controversy with the earth. He has a problem with the earth. His problem is how they've treated his people. Oh, come on, Pastor. Keep reading. Keep reading. Keep reading. It's a controversy. Though God may allow the enemies of his people to prevail for some time over his people during times of their disobedience, yet he will call them to account for the sins committed against his people. When we fall in sin, he allows us to be taken captive by others, but he's going to hold them accountable for their sins and their wrong. Pastor, what is that called? That's called justice. We go into captivity for what? Our sins. You think he's not going to judge them for their sins? It's called justice. Oh, yeah. So we came into American slavery for our sins, but America going to be called for her sins, too. Hey, just like Egypt was called for her sins too. And just like Babylon was called for her sins too. And just like Assyria was called for her sins too. It is the justice of God. And in this year of recompense, he's not going to call some nations that did us wrong. He's going to call all nations. All nations. All nations. And Pastor, what do you mean by all nations? I mean that not a single one will go unpunished. I'm talking about the big nations and the small nations. I'm talking about the rich nations and the poor nations. I'm talking about the nations with great military might and the nations that can barely throw a stick at a dog. Everyone that done did us wrong, he going to call all nations. You see, because it wasn't just America and Europe that bought us, but it was some nations that sold us. Woo! And those nations that sold us, the Hamitic nations, the, 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 the Kush nations, those other nations that's not Shem and not us, the African nations, he going to call those nations an account. He going to say you was jealous of them. Because they men had a, had a different look about them, a different strength about them, a different fast twitch motion in their body that you could still see amongst our people amongst the earth. Lions, huh, among hyenas, you see? And our women had a twitch about them too. Huh? A beauty about them too. And our civilization had an excellence about it. And our people had a literary skill to read and write because we've been doing it since the Old Testament. 
We put that word down. Them prophets that was writing that, that was us. You ain't come from the wilderness and the jungles of Africa half-dressed. That was never your history. That was never your history. If that was your history, they would have they never asked you. They was looking for you to build America. They would have never asked for you to build America. If your history was living, hallelujah, uh, 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 under the sky. If your history was, was living, uh, making teepees with little sticks, that was never your history. Your history was building castles. Your history was building walls. Your history was building Jerusalem. And because of your history as engineers and architects, because of your history of kings and queens and prophets, because of your history of politicians, because of your history of navigators crossing the oceans before Christopher Columbus, hey God, hey God. It's because of your history that you was always known as a nation builder. It's because of your history that when they came through the Africa, they said, no, don't give me that one. Give me the Negro. Give me the Negro. Give me the Negro. Give me the Hebrew. Give me the Hebrew because he's a nation builder. My God, my God, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because only nation builders can build nations. Only nation builders can build nations. Only nation builders can build nations. And when they wanted to build that capital, hallelujah, in Washington, D.C., they didn't call for just no anybody to build that capital. Ha! You, you, are you hearing what I'm saying? They called the nation builders to build that capital. They called the nation builders to design the streets and the patterns in that. Oh, y'all. Listen, man. Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? You built Egypt. That's why they come looking for you. Because you're a seed of nation builders. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. Woo! Come on, I'm about to cut up up in here. So he gonna go out for and get all nations that done did you wrong. And it don't matter if they all hold hands together and they say, listen, they all unify, they all become confederate. The Bible said, though hand join in hand, the wicked shall not go unpunished. God gonna deal with them individually and all together, all nations. You see, what the nations didn't know was that God was watching. And that God was taking notes. Every lash of the bull whip. Every rape of our women. Every single, hallelujah, abuse of our little children on those plantations. He was taking notes. And he was taking notes for a certain year. The year of recompense. Woo! <laughs> It ain't Santa Claus that see you when you're sleeping. <laughs> it's Yahweh. It's Yahweh. You see? It's a year of, of recompense that's coming. They didn't know. And I'm telling you, that's why this is information 
is the information that's the most suppressed in America right now. Facebook and YouTube, oh, listen, they're doing all kind of mathematics and logarithms to keep this information from spreading. But every time they push it down, it rises up from some other source. Listen, they're working witchery with my YouTube page. They're doing everything for it not to be as hot as it used to be. You see what I'm saying? But y'all can help me. You see? Go on my page. I won't give you permission. Go on my Facebook, YouTube, go on the church site and begin to make reels. You see, because they could block my page, <laughs> but they can't block all of y'all pages. Anybody hit me up in here? So what we've been finding across the country, individual people making little reels. Little reels of sermons like this. And they coming out and they putting that and they spreading that and they sharing that to their family and their friends. And it's going back viral again. You've been asking, what can I do for the movement? I won't give you something. Make your page, hallelujah, your page. huh? Make it a, a conduit to wake the people of God up. You hear what I'm saying? You hear what I'm saying? No, you might not be able to preach like it yet. You might not be able to parse the, the original languages just yet. Huh? Huh? But you could be a microphone for those that can. You get on there and you make your real. Now, if I were older, say, you like, Pastor, what's a real? I've been fishing for a long time, but you know, that rod and that reel, you know what I'm saying? Listen, don't worry about that. Let the young children do it if you don't know how to do it. But some of y'all, y'all, y'all older, but y'all know how to move around that social media. Y'all know exactly where I'm at. For some reason, I got Miss Wilson in my spirit. Miss Wilson know how, to, know how to move around, baby. She know how to, she be liking stuff on there and all that. All right? Like it, share it. Why? To get the information now. Because this information is the information that America been trying to keep quiet since we was brought here on those boats. Yeah. Didn't want us to know. You think they didn't want us to read because they didn't want us to read? They never wanted us to read that Bible. Because <laughs> our Bible is our history. <laughs> My God, my God. He going to gather how many nations? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the Bible said, whosoever touches Israel touches the apple of God's eye. Where shall they be gathered? Looking at verse 2. I will also gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat. The valley of Jehoshaphat. And for those that understand geography, in biblical history, the valley of Jehoshaphat is known by another name when you cross it over to the New Testament. It is known as the valley of Armageddon, the last days place. And when you know your Bible, you know that the valley of Jehoshaphat of Armageddon is an actual place located not too far from Jerusalem. It is the final battlefield where the final battle between good and evil will take place. And presidents and, and politicians have had the opportunity to go out to this place of the final battle. 
Theodore Roosevelt said when he came upon the precipice of the valley of Armageddon and he said that there is no more perfect place for battle than this valley right here. And God created that thing in the beginning because you know he had declared the end from the beginning. So during creation, he said, I'm going to whip the devil one last time. He said, I'm going to have to find a place so everybody can see it. <laughs> I'm going to make it flat enough to where nobody can claim an advantage. I'm going to beat him hands down. The angel said, what are you going to do? He said, I'm going to stretch a place right here. And we're going to call it the Valley of Jehoshaphat. It's the place, y'all, where the final battle is going to be. And it's not only the place of the final battle, it's the place of the final judgment. Where all the souls of men shall gather on that great and notable day. In that great place, the valley of Jehoshaphat. And the reason God brings the nations there, right outside Jerusalem, for any of those that understand law, you see, when you break a law, they have to bring you back where the law was broken. You have to be punished, huh, big brother? In the jurisdiction that you broke the law. That's why they're bringing that girl back to Mexico where she killed that black girl because she broke the law. The crime was done there, so she got to be extradited back where the crime was committed. You see, the nations committed a crime against the people of God. And they committed it in Judah and in Jerusalem. And God, knowing the laws of men, setting up the laws, justice has to be served where the law was broken. So since they kicked us out of our land and made us slaves, he's going to bring us back to that land. And all nations shall gather. Where? In the valley of Jehoshaphat. Come on, give God some praise up in this place. Hallelujah. What shall God do in this valley? I'm glad y'all asked. And I will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat and will plead with them. You see, you see those legal terms? Plead. See, because when we, when we file in paperwork in court, Kip, we file in what's called pleadings. Our petitions and our motions. And we're, 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 we're filing pleadings, all right? And that word pleading right here in the Hebrew brings to mind a judge. God's saying judgment going to be done in that valley. And that word uh, plead in the Hebrew not only means to judge, because sometimes you could judge something and nothing happened afterwards. No, God is going to judge, hallelujah, and sentence in that valley. Woo! They ain't going to have to come back for sentencing. They ain't going to have to come back for sentencing. The judgment going to happen and the sentence going to be issued. But also in that valley, not only judgment and sentencing, because sometimes they give you your sentence, hallelujah, but they tell you, come back in a month and then we're going to execute the sentence. Huh? How, that's what they do to them people of different complexion. They break the law, but they go to jail on the weekend. Anybody hear me up in here? They be up in there, well, it's my birthday this week. You know, I really want to party before I go. They lock us up and take him now. <laughs> well, God going to take them now. In the valley of Jehoshaphat, the judgment, the sentence, and the punishment going to happen. Against who? All nations. All nations. Well, what is God's going, what was he going, what's going to be the, the subject matter of his judgment? Why is he going to judge them? I'm glad y'all asked. I will plead with them there for my 
people, the way they've treated my people. And you say it's not important to know who the people are? If God, if part of the final judgment of the nations is going to be how you treated my people, and you say it's not important to know who the people are? When you could be police brutalizing the people? When you could be killing the people for running through a neighborhood? When you could be lynching the people? When you could be beating up on the people at the border, not letting them into a country that was theirs before you got here? Huh? Because it ain't just us. It ain't just, it ain't just the black that's persecuted. It's the brown and the yellow as well. Sergio, all year in the house. You see what I'm saying? Also, the people of Yah. He said, he's going to bring them in the valley and judge. What shall be the basis of the judgment? I'm going to plead for my people. You see? And for my heritage, Israel. Pastor, what that word heritage is? That word heritage right here means my property, my possession, my treasure, my jewels. I'm going to deal with y'all for how y'all treated my jewels, my precious treasure on the earth. All right? Y'all still up out there? Come on, he keeps going. He says, whom they have scattered among the nations. All right? And we know historically that God's going to bring up how they scattered us, y'all. I have the map of the scattering uh, of the transatlantic slave trade of them. It was up early. If y'all could bring that back up, uh, Brent, hallelujah. That, that was them scattering us. And you see, we just know about the transatlantic slave trade, but there was a whole slave trade in the Middle East amongst the Arabians that some say was worse than the European slave trade. Scattered. Scattered. Slaves in Saudi Arabia. Slaves. You see? Oh, yeah. Slaves. A tremendous slave trade. Scattered all over the earth. God said, I'm going to deal with them for scattering y'all. Now, I'm going to bring up another piece of document. This is the Balfour Declaration. Y'all heard about it. If you hadn't, go look it up. Please don't stay without knowledge. Go look it up. Because God is not only going to deal with them for scattering us, but look at the next verse. Y'all don't have to put it up, but look at the next verse. He says he's going to deal with them for scattering us among the nations and for parting my land. You see, because they not only got us out of the land, but after they got us out, they divided our land. It wasn't theirs to divide, but they divided it. This document, 1917, is when the division happened. The Rothschilds, the people who, are, who say they are, but are not, was given title to our land. How you gonna give title to a land you don't own? That'd be like them going to your, going to your house tour and, 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 they, and somebody else. Never paid, or not, no, no bills or nothing. And they walk up on there and they say, we giving Tory house to such and such. Tory, look at Tory, laugh. You see y'all Tory, Tory from Macomb and uh, Tory say, Pastor, I'm in church. Don't take me there, Pastor. How you give something that don't belong to you? 
I felt the same way. <laughs> and then God say, even deeper than the land belonging to us, when you go to the scripture, God say who the land really belonged to. Look at the scripture back to Joel, Joel 3.2. He, he says, they parted, they scattered my land, God said. Because the land is ours yet because he gave it to us. But even deeper than it belonging to us, the land belongs to God. So God is going to judge the nations for parting our land. As a, uh, just a review for some, when did, God, when did they part our land? Right after World War I. That's when that Balfour Declaration was signed. You see, in World War I, England and the rest of them was losing. And Germany and them was whipping them up. And America had a policy that it wouldn't get into nobody's business. But we need that policy today. <laughs> America was saying we're not getting into no war. In fact, the president that won, Woodrow Wilson, ran on peace. And he won on peace because the general population did not want to get into the wars of Europe. It had nothing to do with America. Well, they could do that in Ukraine right now. We worry about everybody's business but ours. We worry about what they're doing in Iran. Oh, the women in Iran. What about the Negroes in Lafayette? They worry about Iran killing one woman. They still killing them Negroes, women and men. Why they ain't saying about the Taylor girl, Breonna Taylor? Why they ain't saying that? They worry about that in Iran. What about Philando Castile, Alton Sterling? They all up in arms about Iran. Baby, you got to sweep around your own front door. What are you? Leave them people alone. You're busy. You see? And y'all watching that media, yes, let's go get them in Ukraine. You don't know nothing about no Ukraine. Mind your business, Hebrew. Because that's how they divided your land up. So America in, in World War I, they, they wouldn't go in the war. Woodrow Wilson, he ran on that, he won on that. But the Ashkenazis, the so-called, went to England and said, I see y'all losing, Germany whipping y'all up. Yeah, Germany is the best that Europe got. You see they cars, they watches, they excellent. When they go to war, when they make something, they make it right. That's why they inventions submarines. That's why they, they, they guns, the, the, the Luger, the Ruger. You know, that's my own passions. But, but they, they stuff they make is excellent. They're whipping up on, on, on other, other European nations. So-called Jews come up in there, we say, we know how y'all could win. How can we win? We're going to get America in the war. But if we get America in the wall, we want something back. We want Palestine, a.k.a. Israel. That document, put it back up there, is the document where the government of England and, the, and, 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 and throne promised the so-called Jews that if they got America in the wall, that they would give them Palestine. That's the document. That's when we lost possession 
really of our land. I have much pleasure in conveying to you on behalf of His Majesty's government the following declaration of sympathy with the Jewish Zionist aspirations which have been submitted and approved by the cabinet. His Majesty's government view with favor the establishment in Palestine, a national home for the so-called Jewish people. Marcus, you know what I'm talking about. That's when they took it. But how in the world England going to give our land and it don't belong to them? And so in the Valley of Jehoshaphat, when God judged all nations, pleading for his people who they scattered, he going to bring this document up when they parted our land and tell them you had no legal right to give something that never belonged to you. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this place. Y'all still up out here? Come on, man. Don't you dare go to sleep on me, man. Well, we talking about some last days stuff here. Baby, I'm telling you, I'm as excited as a lady in a clothing store. <laughs> That's exciting, huh? My God. Woo! My goodness. Come on, let's just look at verse 3. We're going to move a little bit faster. All right? He says, and they have cast lots for my people. And have given a boy for a harlot and sold a girl for wine that they might drink. And God is saying, not only did you scatter my people and you parted they, 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 they land, but you treated them like they was nothing. Like they had no value. And here we are, Randy. God is saying this. He says this. Hallelujah. You've given a boy for a harlot. He said, he say, you cast lots. You shot dice for my people. You know how they shoot dice in 7-Eleven? But they weren't using money. They were shooting dice for the sons and daughters of Judah, the treasures of God. That's how valuable they were. Not only that, God said, you gave one of the little uh, uh, Judah boys, huh, for a harlot. Now, to read that, you better understand the, 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 the original language. Because one slave for another slave, well, that's good. No, that's not what he's saying. You gave one of them baby boys, one of them Judah boys, for one night with a harlot. Yeah, because you was the slave master with our children. You took them from the boy, from the mama. But he was worthless to you. And you used him so you could spend one night with a, with, with a street woman. God said, that's the kind of stuff you was doing. You traded them, huh? For the price of a harlot. He says, and sold a girl for a bottle of wine. Huh? Giving our daughters up, our princesses, used to be queens. Giving them for a bottle of wine. To get drunk for a night, you done gave away, hallelujah, one of the precious children of the children of Judah. Look around at our boys and our girls right here. Aren't they worth more than a glass of wine? Aren't they worth more than one night with a street woman? And God said when he gets to that valley of Jehoshaphat, he going to deal with all of that. All what they've done to our people. Even the human trafficking of our people. That's going on even right now. You see? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Verse 4, moving quicker. Yea, what have you to do with me, O Tyre and Zidon, and all the coasts of Palestine? He's talking about all of that Middle East re region. Will you render me a recompense? He said, what, you going to pay me back? And if you recompense me, hallelujah, if you pay me back swiftly and speedily, well, I will turn your recompense upon your head. You thinking you're going to pay me back? God said, I'm going to pay you back. And I'm going to do it swift. God got that gangster talk on it. I said, I'm going to get you before you get me. Swiftly and speedily. Verse 5, because you've taken my silver and my gold and carried them in your temples. You've disinvested the money of my people. You've taken their money away from them. And put them in your temples. Took our, take our money to worship their false gods. And that's what they're doing today. Yeah, yo. All of the income of our people, all the income of the church, they're taking it, like I say, to build the synagogue of Satan. You see? Look at verse 6. And the children of Judah also, the children of Jerusalem, have you sold unto the Grecians. Pastor, who the Grecians are? The white people. He said, man, you don't sold the people of God to the white people. You know? The white people, man. You know? He said, I'm going to deal with all of that. I'm bringing that all up in the valley that you might remove them far from that border. And you sold them to get them away from that land so that you can give their land up. We're going to do seven and eight, and then we're going to come to a close. He says, behold, I will raise them out of the place where you have sold them. I love this. Because their whole intention was to sell us to get us away from our land. To scatter us, to destroy us. To blot out our name and our remembrance in the earth. But God said, wherever they are, I'm going to raise them out of the land. And that to me is awesome. Because he's just not going to take us out. He's going to raise us out. Amen. That raise is a promotion. That raises prosperity. That raises education. That raises from the slave house to the white house. That raise is, hallelujah, an upward mobility of God's people. You see, he's just not going to take us out. He's going to raise us out. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this place. And I'm finding that everywhere we are as a people, America, Europe, South America, there's a raising that's happening especially for those who are woke and understand who they are. The raising happens quicker and faster when you know your history. Because if you don't know where you come from, you'll never know where you're going. <laughs> Ooh! Ooh! Somebody get a revelation of who you are. And maybe the trouble going to stop. The poverty going to stop. Listen to me right here. He said, I'm going to raise them out. And one of the things I've been noticing is, you've been noticing that, that black people been traveling more? <laughs> Man, first lady be showing me that stuff on social media and stuff. And black people is everywhere right now. She showed me a video the other day. They had black people dancing in front of the Eiffel Tower. I said... I said, that just don't look right. That, 
It's something about that that just, they everywhere. They in India, they just jumping on planes, they going everywhere. Listen, man, when we were small, it was, it was big to go to Lake Charles. <laughs> We'd be out there at Lake Arthur. We like think we in Dubai. You understand what I'm saying? We up in there in that dirty water playing. Come on, Marcus, you know what I'm talking about. We up in that dirty water, swear we in the Caribbean. We speaking Jamaican out there. Every man. Boy, you in Lake Charles, boy. But Jen, them black people cutting up. Them black people traveling. Them black people getting RVs. Don't say that, boy, my. Them black people getting RVs. Air-conditioned floors in there. Look, them black people all over the place, y'all. They just don't want to go to Lake Arthur no more. The dirty water is not good enough for them. They pronounce this stuff grandma would never pronounce. I want to see the Taj Mahal. I want to... I want, I, want, I want to go to the lube. I said, a lube? But the only lube we knew was the tire change place that the Chinese man owned on Louisiana Avenue. That's the only lube you, you lube you gonna go to. <laughs> Can I tell you that the raising out is happening? Yeah. Woo! The raising out is happening. Black people in Brazil, Brother Leon, up and down in Brazil walking around there. Huh? How that felt sincere to be in Brazil? All them people around you. Huh? Where Tyrone? That Tyrone up in there? He might be off. He might, he might, might be, uh, we're doing this. Big Tyrone in China. People up in there looking at Tyrone like Tyrone. Ooh, Goliath. Goliath. Pastor, what's happened? He's raising us up and out. Oh, my God, my God. Up and out. Woo, come on. I got to get y'all out of here. I mean, so I thought it was going to be short because I was so tired. God gave me the strength indeed. He says, behold, I will raise them out of the place where the UF sold them and will return your recompense upon your own head. What you have given to my people, I am going to give right back to you. And this is the secret of secrets, the hidden mystery in America that they don't want the nation to know because they know as soon as the nation know it, that they're going to have to deal with a recompense that's coming. You ain't just did this to barbarians and uncivilized people. You ain't brought them here out of running clothless in the jungle. You ain't did them a service by bringing them here, though God's going to work all things for good. You brought them here, and it was injustice. Injustice on your part and the nations that sold us. Everybody had a voice in it but us. Yes, sir. But there's going to be a year 
of recompense and what you gave them in that valley, God said, I'm going to make sure that we give it right back to you. In verse 8, I'm going to read verse 8. I, I, don't, I don't know if y'all going to be able to take verse 8. Y'all just won't read it? Look at verse 8. Look at verse 8. <laughs> Brother Keith told me, he said, Pastor, come on, I done drove 900 miles. You got to come with it. I changed my sermon for you, brother. I was going, I was going to John because I love you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, give him some glory up in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so verse 8, and his, his was the confirmation. I felt God moving me, but he come and confirm it through Brother Keith. You see? In verse 8, let's just read it. He's talking about the other nations. And you see, we're such a loving people that it's going to be hard for you to even hear what God's going to do to them. Because you're loving. But you better get your mind right. See, just like they sold us. He said, and I will sell your sons and your daughters into the hand of the children of and they shall sell them to the Sabians and to a people far off for the Lord has spoken it. Marcus, they ain't ready for they, <laughs> I know it's hard for you to hear that you know because that's not your heart. That's why you the people of God. That's why you the people of God. And even if, and when something like that go down, when we become the head, we ain't going to never treat them like they treated us. Because let me bust your head. Just musicians, y'all come up. Let me bust your head. You see, they, they've taught us a lot of wrong things. You see, we, we think that, that slavery is evil. But it's not. American slavery was evil. Wait, 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 come on. <laughs> come on, are, are you with me? You see, you've been, you've been educated in a European Ashkenazi system. That's anti-biblical. Did you know that Abraham had servants? And the virtuous woman had servants? In fact, the modern employment system, how you go to work is a type of servitude, but... <laughs> so don't get caught up in what we just read here because there's different types of servitudes. But when you hear slavery and servitude, you only think of one type of slavery. A raping slavery. An abusive slavery. You see? But there's also a biblical slavery as well. You know? Whew. We done went too deep. 
Israel saved me. I need a little music. So here we go. A year of recompense is coming. Where God's going to bring all the nations. And he's going to judge them for how he, they treated us. And there's going to be a side with the Hebrews and the side of the so-called. And just like they're going to have a, a lot of nations with the so-called Jews, there's going to be a lot of other nations who are going to attach themselves to us as well. They're going to see the truth. And that's what a battle is going to take place. The Valley of Armageddon. The Bible says there's going to be multitudes in that valley. Multitudes upon multitudes in the valley of decision. It's called the valley of decision because after the battle, listen, it's going to be decision time. Pastor, who's going to be making decisions? People? No, God's going to be making decisions. He's going to be deciding and determining the eternal state of where people are going. Heaven or hell. Listen. When that great white throne descends that Revelation 20 talk about. And the most high judges, the nations of men. The dead will be raised on that day. The living will be brought. All one by one, standing before, before the great white throne. The books are going to be open. And everything you've done on earth shall be flashed before your face. The good, the bad, the secret, the public. All your strengths, all your weaknesses. All your so-called righteousness, but also all of your sins. And as they turn through those books, when they find sin, the angels will quote, the wages of sin is death. But there will be another book there. The Lamb's Book of Life. And that book will be opened before the sentencing, before the punishment. Listen, they're going to find the sin and they're going to say, oh, oh, take them out. But Jesus is going to say, hold up, hold up. There's another book. And they'll tell the angels, before you take her, before you take him, let me look and see in my book, the Lamb's book of life, if written with my blood, in red ink, if their name is there, if they've accepted me. So Jesus and the angels will go down. And if you've accepted Christ as your Savior, your name will be in that book. Woo! And in that valley when those other angels getting ready with the shackles and the handcuffs to bring you down, Jesus will say, hold up, hold up, hold up. Paid for. Forgiven. Redeem, set free. Death, no death. Where is thy sting grave? Where is thy victory? 
For the blood done paid it all. Enter into the joy of your Lord. I got a question for you. Is your name written in that Lamb's book of life? Have you accepted Jesus, Yahshua, as your personal Savior? I know mom has and dad has, but what about you? I know your pastor has. I know most of the deacons and all of the deacons and all of the ministers. But what about you? I'll be there on that judgment day, but I can't help you. Because I'm going to have my own judgment to face. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the time you decide. You see? Don't get to the valley of decision and let God decide. You decide now which side you're going to be on. If you're here today, I don't kept you too long. If you're here today and you would say, Pastor, I don't know if I'm saved. Listen, we're going to have an altar call and we're going to pray and we're going to ask y'all to save you. You're going to admit you a sinner. You're going to believe in the dead, burial, resurrection of the Lord and you're going to be saved. You're going to call upon him. And whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, delivered. Listen, it's going to happen. You're just going to have to call. But there are others that this word has ministered to. If some kind of way it did, it touched you. You come up to the altar as well. Listen, I don't really gave y'all a camping weekend, but I don't preach long and everything today. But we wanted to give our out-of-towners their money word, the mileage word. Come on, give, it, give God some glory. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Brother Jeff, how was that? Did we give you, give you your mouth's word? Huh? Hallelujah. Well, here we go. Here we go. Listen, the altar. Ushers, open up the altar. Because we're going to move into that altar call. We're going to do hallelujah at Lord's Supper. Y'all going to be surprised how y'all get out of here. The taste of, Lord, of communion going to be on your tongue while you're getting in your car. Y'all going to be surprised how you get out of here. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, even as the altar is open, and for those that want to take communion, God, if they need to get some things off their chest, let the altar be open for them too. Hallelujah. Listen, come. Come. If you feel a pull from the Lord, come. Come to this altar. If you want to make sure that you're saved, come to this altar. If you want to clean some things up with God before you come to the Lord's table, come. Come to this altar. Come to this altar. Woo. Come on. Brother Mark.
right now say most high God thank you for being a just God thank you that every wrong will be taken into account and right now I admit I've done some wrong I need you to forgive me and to wash me with the blood of Jesus. Write me in the Lamb's book of life so that on judgment day I can be with you in heaven forever. I believe you died on the cross for all my sins. You were buried in the grave and you rose on the third day. Now, Lord, I need you to save me. Forgive me. Heal me. Show me my purpose and use me in these last days as you regather and raise up your people in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, give him some glory in this place. Woo! Hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to move right into the Lord's Supper. I hope that you brought your little container with you. If you didn't, go back to your seats, hallelujah, and get it. But if you got it, you ready. It's about to be fast, y'all. It's about to be fast. You might be still chewing while we're drinking, but we, it's going to be fast. You sure, Kim? Hallelujah. Okay. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here we go. Here we go. I got excited today. Here we go. Go ahead and take the little wafer out. And on the night that he was betrayed, the Bible says that Jesus took the bread, gave thanks. He told his disciples, he said, take this, all of you, and eat it. This is my body which is broken for you. And so we thank you, Jesus, right now for suffering on that cross for us. We will remember you forever in Jesus' name. Let us eat together. And the same night that he was betrayed, in the same manner, he took the cup when supper was over and he told him, he said, drink this, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant. Without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sins. And they ask us, why is the cross so important? Because it's the blood that pays for the sins. And so he told us to drink in remembrance of him. And so right now, Jesus, we thank you for your blood. We'll never forget it. As we partake and drink, we pray that supernaturally you would heal our bodies, that the blood would touch us and renew us and give us long life, that you would, Lord, use your blood to not only wash away sin, but wash away the effects of sin. Renew our youth like the eagles, God. Make us whole mind, body, and soul, O King. 
We thank you that by your stripes we are healed. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Let us drink together. Mm. Hallelujah. You can take the cup and pass it to the ushers, or if you like that kind of stuff, you can take it home and keep it. But whatever you want to do, you can do that, amen? I'm going to pray a blessing on you because I know I kept you late. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he cause his face to, to shine upon you. Love you too. May he be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and bless you with shalom peace. Peace in your body. Peace in your mind. Peace in your family. Peace in your community. Peace in your neighborhood. What's up, first cousin? Mwah. Love you. Peace, 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 peace. I had a good time with your husband. Shalom, Israel. Love y'all. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Hey, what's going on, live stream family? This is Deacon J. Malvo, man. I am so glad to be with you guys. Uh, thank you for, so much for staying with us for the post show, the reflections post show, man. Bruh, today. Oh, man. This was like a conference style word that y'all got today. I don't know about you, but man, that had me so excited, man. So I'm so glad, man, that you guys are with us, man. If you're on the chat right now, I want you to go ahead and type that Sunday is for church. That's right. Sunday is for church. And do something for me as, as well. I want y'all to type this. We them people. That's what I'm talking about. We them people. Glory be to God, man. So much. We're going to talk about it today, man. And also, man, brother, the men's camp out, man, we had just an awesome time. Man, it's just kind of spilling over into the service today, man. It's just been just an amazing, amazing time. So we're actually going to be doing something uh, brand new. We heard you guys request from the uh, online family. They wanted to be able to talk with us for the post show. So today is the first time we got somebody online with us right now. I think it's brother um, Earl uh, Tabron that's been with us. Uh, I don't know if you can hear me right now. Uh, you with us, brother? All right, all right. Man, bro, we so glad that you're with us, man, that you was able to connect with us. Uh, you've been with us for a long time, man. Bro, we appreciate you, man. How you doing? the people i love it i love it amen amen brother man so we glad that you've been connected with us you've been with us for a long time man helping us out even on, on the chat and everything man you you've been total uh, a total blessing man so look man the word today bro tell us how that felt man today because to me listening to it man in here man it really felt like a conference message that uh we got to hear today man so man, tell me your thoughts man oh man um I mean, the spirit is one. The Ruach is one, man. Um, it was just phenomenal, man. Um, uh, you know, uh, real quick before I just say that, I just want to say something real quick to the online family. Everybody that I chat with, what's up? I just want to say hello to y'all. Oh, my goodness. I'm happy to be on here. Um, I just give uh, much praises to the Most High for all the kings and the queens that I fellowship with online. Pastor Omar's message was phenomenal, man. Um, the spirit is one. Um, basically, he was uh, uh, referencing the Hebrews and they lost heritage and how the Lord is going to restore that thing. And um, man, I mean, I can eat off of that. Like anywhere that you want to go in the message, man, I'm willing to go. You got a question about a particular part? 
Man, so there's so much that was that was said, brother. Uh, it, what stuck out to you the most, man? Because uh, Pastor was going off, and I just got excited whenever you know just looking at um, just how much that that is gonna return to us for our favor. You know that 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 former rain and then that latter rain uh, that, that stuck out to me, man. But what about you, man? What what was just like the, the most impactful part of it? Well, the most impactful uh, part was um, how his whole approach was. I mean, you know, he's a he's he's a master when it really comes to how he approaches a subject. It's hard to know what you're getting back if you don't know what you lost. And the phenomenal thing that he was doing, he was letting us know that it was our heritage. The Bible is a record book of our people, even though they tried to keep away our history, our heritage from us, it was restored or it was preserved for us right here in the Bible. And um, basically, if you go to uh, scripture like Genesis chapter 10, verse five, you see what it takes to make a heritage. Um, you know, you got basically the five things that it takes to make a Gentile a Gentile. You got the God that they serve. Uh, you have the land that they're given. You have the tongue that they speak. You have the families that they're divided into and you have the nation or the kingdoms that is built. We lost all of those things. We lost our God. We lost our land. We lost our tongue. We lost our family. We lost our nation. But now Pastor O has put us in a position right now where we can analyze the scripture from a place of people that's going back into the word to get what was already previously ours. Come on, man. That was awesome, man. And, uh, uh, Brother O just said, man, just paraphrasing, because I know uh, people in here can't hear what you're saying, but the live stream can. Uh, just that how the scripture is just revealing all of those things and, 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 and bringing it bring it all back to our favor you know yes. that's just awesome man brother man brother Earl bro we, we thank you so much man for, for connecting with us for so long man and been able to do this even this this live stream with you man you're a blessing brother we thank you you're a family you're my cousin you know that right we cousins <laughs> I miss what you said. Say it one more time. No, I said we cousins, man. We cousins from a long distance, man. But it's good. We family, brother. We appreciate you, Oh, man. for surely. <laughs> for surely, man. Absolutely, man. Um, are you asking for anything else that I learned in the word? Or are you just um, you wrapping it up? I can't, I can't hear it. It's a hard time hearing. Okay. No, we, we wrapping it right now, man. Brother, we thank you so much, man, for connecting with us and joining with us, brother. We will talk to you next time, man. Thank you for uh, getting on, on the chat, man, and chatting with us. Next time, I'm going to get some more of our online family to come through and uh, talk with our online family, man. We're going to try this thing again next time. Sure. So right now, man, we got our Love brothers, you. man, all the way from Cali in the building. Man, what's going on? Ah, right, man, look, let's tell everybody your name, man, and... Uh, specifically, what part of Cali y'all from? Um, we're, um, we're from the Bay Area. My name is Leon Jackson from the Bay Area. And specifically, we're from Pacifica, California, which is like 10 minutes away from San Francisco. Uh, same here. Um, my name is Sincere Jackson. Um, same thing. Yeah, Christian Jackson. Awesome, awesome, man. So look, man, um, let us know, man, just how, uh, what does it mean to like, watch us from online and then take that step to travel all the way down to Louisiana, the deep South. You know what I'm saying? Well, tell us about that experience, man. Um, it's, it's almost like a pilgrimage, you know, you, um, you know, when we, uh, 
it, it's not a coincidence that we're here. You know, it's not a coincidence. Um, the way we found you guys online, it's um, it, it just moved us in a way where we were hooked. Wow. So it's far in mileage, but it's at the same time, it, it doesn't seem like we're traveling a long distance. Wow. So we're like hooked to the word, the ministry here, the fellowship that we have here, the relationships that we've been here, that we built in such a short period of time. Yeah. It's like, we don't feel out of place, you know? Amen. So that's, that's Amen. major. Amen. That's beautiful, man. And we, we, we love you guys, man. Y'all family, man. You know what I'm saying? Like for real. And uh, for you guys to take that journey and, and, and come out here and, and, and hear the word, uh, we, we, we appreciate that. Um, Y'all taking that journey for us as, as members of Philly uh, in Lafayette, it, it, it does something for us too. Y'all really do. It lets us know that, that we're, like, we're not alone locally neither, that there's people out in the country that are listening uh, what's being preached here and, it, and it's affecting them as it has affected us. You know, so I, the, the feeling is mutual, man. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's just awesome. Just just incredible, man. Um, you guys have made it to the camp out. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Tell me about that. How, how was that experience for you guys? Um, I would say that the experience is really, uh, like, refreshing, I would say, yeah. because, um, you know, for me, going, you know, being in college, I was um, away from home for six months and kind of just being surrounded by... Um, like I guess a lot of worldly things, and, yeah. and being um, in that in that situation, and feeling like I can't speak to, you know, people out there, uh, you know, because I, I didn't get to know them like that, and I didn't understand um, how to really open up like that, and and yeah. that and, and just you know being at that camp out and being able just to hear other people speak, other men speak, other men of faith, and and be able to speak that like that and just open up and hear other people, it just it was refreshing, and it felt when I woke up, I felt like new almost and it was just it was amazing yeah something man um, uh, oh no go ahead no no it was um it was great to fellowship with with men you know um because back home i'm more of a homebody right you know i really don't go out because just the temptations of the world you just kind of like go to work go home stay with your family so like if a man is not really if he's not married or something of like that effect, you kind of just stay away from it because you try to avoid temptation. Right. Man, to come here <clears throat> and to hear all the men give their testimony and to talk about the 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 struggles of being a man and what it means to be a, a, a black man in America. Come on. Man, it, it was deep. It was really deep. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Glory to God, man. Uh, it just we kind of just reflected on thinking about that. Um, you know, the Bible calls us to be... Um, to be separate, come from among them, you know? And uh, sometimes when we do that, we feel like we're, we, we, we set, up, set ourselves apart, but coming here lets you guys know that y'all not alone. You know, yes, separate, but as a group, <laughs> yeah. that's with you, with us, you know? We are army, man, and yeah. we're multiplying, we're growing, yeah. and uh, that's an awesome thing, man. So now, let's talk about the word today. Bruh, like I said, this was a conference message, man, and he brought it today, and on some similar subject of, of us as the people. And tell us how important is that? How the pastor described of us knowing that we are the people of that book. Um, it, it gives you a different perspective of the Bible when you read it, and the understanding, and um, it puts in line of like what's currently going on here. 
you know, on the earth. And um, it was a trip. You know, I've been talking about it, and I had thought Pastor was going to talk about something else. And I was yeah. telling my family that's from Alabama to, to catch up on the past um, sermons. And then the things that I've been trying to, that I talked to them about, it was like, wow, this is crazy. He's actually going in on this yeah. today. Yeah. So it kind yeah. of like, um, it kind of helps bridge um, conversation and, and things like that. So it, it's, like I said, it, nothing is coincidence. Come on. You know, nothing is by coincidence. It was, it was a purpose and a reason why my family came. Um, this this Sunday, and that word that he gave today was like amazing. Yes, yes, we've been a long time coming, man. Yeah, you know, and it's also awesome to see how God is is looking, and He sees um, you know our depravity. He's seen what we've gone through as a people. You know, He has not forgotten us, and He's gathering us, and uh, everything that was done to us is, is gonna get it's gonna get recompensed. It's just what it is. He said it. We didn't say it. He said it. He said it. So yeah. we just going to just hold on to him, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. Man, I'm glad to see y'all guys' faces again, man. Because y'all guys came for Passover, too. Passover. Yes, um, yes. We're, we're going to do this a lot. Glory this to God. This is going to be one of those things where we're we going to drop in, give you guys an email or something, and drop in for sure Passover and the events. I wouldn't mind um, having my wife come to the conference that they're going to have. Just fly her out here. Awesome. And, awesome. Um, and have her um, experience that. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Live stream audience, look, check this out. This family, they came all the way from California, y'all. So if you got the, you having that same burning desire to come out, man, you know, sometimes you just got to just take that jump, take that leap of faith. Make that pilgrimage to Lafayette, Louisiana, man. It's going to be a blessing for you. Man, I appreciate you guys so much, you, man. Love, Love y'all. Love you too, man. All right, man. Just a powerful, powerful word today, y'all. Conference-style message, man. Straight about who the people is, who the people aren't, and how God is um, going to recompense, man. He's going to recompense. We got another brother came all the way from Indianapolis. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh, man, tell the people again. Your name, where you from? Uh, Keith Turner from Indianapolis, Indiana. Keith Turner. Yes, sir. Brother Keith Turner. How many hours you drove? 17, probably about 17 and a half hours. Wow. Come on, man. Yeah, it's worth it, though. Come it's on. Worth every, every, every bit of it is worth it. Well, and I want to ask you the same thing, man. What is it like, um, you know, watching us from live stream and uh, following us? Because how long you been you been with us, man? I've been following uh, the ministry for about three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm sold out on it. But matter of fact, in Indianapolis... I'm not even fellowshipping at other churches and stuff like that. You guys are my lifeline. Come Me on, and my man. wife and my family's lifeline, you know, uh, every Tuesday. And we listen to the Dallas. We listen to the Atlanta. Come on. I mean, you know, and, and it's filling us up. Wow. And that's what's so wonderful about it. You know, God is just streaming life yeah. into us. Come on, man. Through the TV. But, we, you know, it's, a, it's, it's really a, a little, uh, what could I say? Like envying because we can't get can't be that down here, you know. Right, you know. Right, right. If there's something you would tell a, a live stream person that's, that's watching, uh, what would you tell them about your experience coming out here? I just uh, uh, I know that it was the Lord that's telling me to come down here, and and I know that this is the place. And every time that uh, like I came down for Passover, and every time I come down. The Lord is with me all the way down here, and, you know, he meets me here. 
And just like I felt like one of the brothers that was walking on the road to Emmaus this morning, because I did tell Pastor, uh, trying to challenge him to give me a good word. Come on. But, but really, the fellowship with the brothers at the camp was good enough. I was so full after wow. that. And, and, and just like the scripture says, oh, how good it is and pleasant for the brethren to dwell together in unity. Yes. And then in a short time for that to happen, you know, I could just feel the love of God flowing from breast to breast. Come on, man. You know, and, and so when you tell me you love me, I know it. It's real, you know. And then I can tell you back, you know. And then, and, and then it's just like uh, the relationship with me and my wife. Really, we, we met over the phone and didn't even see each other. But God was putting that love in our heart. Wow. You know, and then we talked for about two or three months, went on a few dates. And then the, we, we knew it was the Lord all the time that was, you know, putting that sentence in the same way with Philadelphia. Wow. You know, wow. With the, and now with the brother, and, and, and I feel like I'm part of the family here already. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. you, you, you in. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, we cousins. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Man, look, tell me about, man, the word on today, man. Pastor went in, bro. Mm -mm -mm. So, what, what stood, stood out to you? What, what had your heart burning? Tell us just, about it. Just that I, that I uh, kind of had already known that God was getting ready to do something. I could just feel it in the atmosphere and feel it in my spirit. And then he just confirmed that word today that, you know, the God is, is, is about the business of restoring us and yes. bringing us back to our place. And, and then it's, it's, it's just overwhelming to me because um, uh, when I'm when, when, when I'm think about it and experiencing it, like coming down here to the camp and coming here for Passover and stuff like that, just that God had this head all this time, mm. you know, and then I was I was so happy when I got saved and thought I was a Gentile and. Gave my heart to the Lord and yes, that he was going to save me and deliver me. Yes, but sir. then, you know, come to find out I might be some kin to him. Come on now. <laughs> now, that's something else, you know. And a line from the tribe of Judah. Hey. So. <laughs> Glory to God. Yeah. So Amen. I'm just excited Amen. about being here. And I'm excited about even driving back home. Because I know Amen. the Lord's going to talk to me. And I know I can put, you know, some sermons on. And, and this, the message today, I can put it on that's and just it. listen to it for about six or seven hours and, and just soak it all in that's right man brother key bro we appreciate you man. yes sir i'm glad that you came through glad to see you spend that time with you for the uh, man's camp out man it's a beautiful thing man yes sir yeah it's good man oh he's good all the time love you my brother yes sir traveling grace back god bless you man amen amen hallelujah hallelujah y'all look man who that word y'all that word glory to god we got another brother man that was at the camp out man uh, this brother here, man, woo, Houston, right? That's right. That's, That's what right. I'm talking about. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Houston Amen. in the building. Amen. How you doing, good brother? Good to see you, Jay Good, 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 good. Bless. Man, bro, so, man, tell me, how you feel right now, man? Man, I feel good that I actually got some sleep because when I, you know, went to camping, my wife's like, why don't you get you a tent? Yeah. Like, no, nah, I'm from Cali. I'm a triple OG with this camp. Oh, come on. Nah, I'm going to go out there. Man, I got folded up like a card table, man. I ain't get no sleep, man. So, what? Yeah. So it's yeah, a blessing, yeah. man. Actually, one of the brothers uh, knew I was trying to stay the Sunday, put something in my hand, man, and blessed me with a room. And that was just awesome, man. It's just the love of the people here, man. Um, 
from, from pastor to the deacons, ministers, and the people in the building, man. It's just awesome. Thank you, so I, so I got some rest. So I feel good. So yeah, yeah, to answer yeah, your yeah, question, yeah, yeah. I feel good now. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Good. So, man, there's anything that you would want to tell, like, the live stream audience uh, since they've been watching. You've been a follower of us online, uh, but you've been physically here with us. What would you tell them about your experience uh, with us? Man, I'm glad you asked me that. It's different being in the house of the Lord because there's times that we've been at home, we've been praising worship, and we done fell down and felt the anointing. Wow. But it's different in the building. It's the sound. It's different than online. Yeah. It's the, um, you know, the atmosphere is different. So when you can come down and be amongst the people all assembled together, yeah. you know, it's like the day of Pentecost. You can just feel the spirit moving around. And you can feel it at home, too. There's times we, I don't, yeah. we done fell out at home, you know, come broke on. down crying and got on, the, got on our knees. But it's just different being in the house. Amen. Amen. So today, Pastor brought a powerful message today. I didn't expect him to go in today on that subject because uh, we was in John, you know. Right. Uh, and when, right. He, when he said Joe, I was like, oh, okay. All yeah. right. Where we going? But then he read the scripture. I said, oh, it's on now. Right. It's That's on right. now. So what, what, what was something that um, stuck out to you with today's message, man? Man, this message reminded me of the Valley of the Dry Bones when he talked about speaking a word to encourage and uplift the people. And our people needed a word like that today to know who you are. You're a royal priesthood, you know, a kingship. Yes. And so to, to remember that, and so people who didn't know, for them to hear that, it's awesome to know that, look, the Most High, they're coming back to fight, you know, right. for you. Yes. You know, and to yes. know that somebody's coming to pay a recompense for you, right? That's powerful. Yes. And our people needed to hear that. Yes, yes. Uh, for so, you know, and then us being in this area of, um, of Louisiana, mm -hmm. right, um, and we know that American slavery was the, one of the worst slaveries uh, for us to experience as a people, you know, <clears throat> how profound is it for us to know that um, God did see all what happened to us? Right. And, that's, you know? and, and that's, that's really important. That's a great question because a lot of times we think that, Nobody knows our struggle, mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, a lot of people don't recognize it. The other nationalities, they get their uh, um, uh, reward or they get paid back. They get land. They get some kind of monies. Come and on. people understand people are, are, are uh, sympathetic and compassionate toward yeah. them. But our people, it seems like mm. nothing. So I think for us to hear that is, is again, just encouraging to know, right, to hear what our struggle and for people to hear what we really been through and to know that, you know, God is going to bring us out and he's going to restore us back to where we're supposed yes. to be. And I think that's just a word for, for the ages. And I think, you know, people, we need to share that. We got to get that message out to those yes. who don't know yes. and, and, you know, take these um, messages and forward them to people, to our people that um, don't understand. Yeah. And, you know, because we have some, you know, our, our, our people have a long history of some other dominant Baptists. I grew up Baptist, you know, and okay. yeah. never hear no yeah. teaching like this. So um, it's powerful for people to understand. Amen, brother. Yeah. Man, I'm glad you're here with us, man. I'm glad we got to spend some time at yeah. the camp out, man. Yeah. I enjoyed those uh, them chicken burritos, man. Y'all did y'all thing on the man. grill with that, man. Look, I was Brother James sous chef, man. I was letting you do his thing, man. Y'all was doing it. Y'all yeah, chicken doing wraps it. was crazy, and man, just uh, 
the setup. I couldn't even eat all the food. It was so much food there. <laughs> yes, it was yeah, just too much. Yeah, it was so much yeah. food, man. But it was great. That campfire talk was just off the Richter. I mean, wow. for to hear men share and open up. And I think, like Pastor said, there was some breakthrough. Because sometimes, man, you know, it's okay to share our emotion, to share our feelings and let it out. You know, because we always told that, you know, when we're growing up, you know, be hard, be, you yeah, know, be tough. Right. And there's a difference between, you know, being able to share, you know, a, a true emotion versus being, you know, emasculated or effeminate. And so right. what was there was just true, you know, compassion and, and people just sharing their heart and getting some things off their chest and uh, have other men that's, you know, in agreement and understand. Because of all them brothers that came up, I, I 95% it's some stuff that I've dealt with in my life, you yeah, know? Yeah, and so yeah. it was just powerful because to hear it from some other people too. And I appreciate you, man, coming out and speaking yourself, man, and yes. sharing your, your yes. testimony, man. And, yes. and we're praying for you, man. We stand in agreement, man. Yes. It's going to be well. I appreciate Amen. it. I appreciate it. I love it, man. you, brother. Man, I love you too, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate man. man. I just want to say, man, say a prayer out to my, to my beautiful, uh, Caribbean wife, she's at home. Okay. She's a little bit under the weather. Well, she ain't really Caribbean, but she's from South Florida, so okay. it's the same right. thing. It's All the right. same All thing. Right. So, right. speaking so, yeah. upon her, man. Yeah. So, thank you, and man. Jesus appreciate it. Appreciate thank you, brother. brother. All right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, Philly family, man, thank you guys so much for chilling with us, man, on the Reflections Post Show, man. Just an awesome word today. Awesome message, man. You heard the call that Pastor uh, said on there. We need y'all help, man. We need y'all help, man. To look, look at the messages. Edit some reels, whatever stuck out to you the most that, that burned your heart when you was listening to it, man. Cut a video, man, and put it, post it, make a reel, put it on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, make your own channel, man. We need your help to get this message across because just like Pastor says, and I see it behind the scenes, I see the numbers, I see the manipulation with the algorithms and all those things. So, you know, they can't block all of us. They make it block a few, but they cannot block all of us. So we need you guys' help, man. Make those reels. Do what you have to do to get this message across the world. If you have not downloaded the Philly app, man, go to your app store. Go to, uh, just type in PCC Lafayette. PCC Lafayette to get all of our messages. You also can get Monday night, the Monday night Bible studies that's happening in Dallas, Texas. Yes, yeah, so if you're in the Dallas area, man, and you want to be in the building and, and be in the presence of God and hear it right from Pastor himself. He will be in Dallas uh, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock in Dallas. Also, if you were from the Atlanta area, Wednesday night Bible study happening in Atlanta, visit our website for the address, philadelphiacc.org, man. I'm just going to go to the Lord in prayer uh, before we head out. Most high God, we thank you, God, for your goodness, your mercy, Lord God, for your word, for your scriptures, for uh, just giving us the truth, Lord God. And we thank you, God, for favoring us, and you have called us your people. Thank you, God, for your love that you show to us in keeping us and revealing your truth, your word unto us, Lord God, your chosen people, Lord God. We thank you that you have given us uh, uh, your son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. We thank you for that, Father God, for saving us, redeeming us, and doing a great work in the earth through us. We just pray a blessing over the people of God. May they have a blessed week. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I'm thinking J. Malvo. You guys have a blessed week. Shalom. Mm -hmm.